Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I was going through a pile of mail after a long day at work when I found an envelope with no return address. Odd. I turned it over, searching for a clue of its origin, but there was nothing, just my name, Sam written in an elegant, looping script that I didn't recognize. Tearing open the envelope, I extracted a single sheet of paper. The note was concise, but its contents made my heart race. Dear Sam, there are things happening in the shadows that you ought to know. Luna, your moon and stars, might be seeing someone called Shadow. Be careful. Don't let the dark cloud your vision. Yours, Whistle. I read it once, then twice, and then a third time. Luna? My Luna? I thought of our times together. The laughter, the shared dreams, our promises. It seemed impossible. She was the love of my life, and I believed I was hers. The thought of her sneaking around with someone else was absurd. But who was Whistle? And why would they tell me this? Was it some kind of sick joke? Maybe it was just a prank from one of my buddies trying to mess with me. I chuckled, imagining Dave or Mike drafting this dramatic note. They always loved their little pranks. However, as the hours passed, the note's weight seemed to grow heavier in my mind. My initial disbelief began to war with a budding seed of doubt. Was there any truth to this mysterious message? I remembered Luna's recent late nights at work and her guarded behavior around her phone. Were those the signs I missed or was I just being paranoid? I decided to confront Luna but then hesitated. What if it was all a joke and I ended up hurting her feelings? What if it wasn't, and I wasn't ready for the truth? I felt trapped between wanting to know and fearing the answer. That night, I tucked the letter away in a drawer, convincing myself it was just a prank. I watched Luna as she slept beside me, her face serene and innocent. But in the deep, quiet hours of the night, the seed of doubt planted by Whistle began to take root, making me question everything I thought I knew. The mysterious letter from Whistle haunted my every waking moment. I tried to dismiss it, tried to bury it beneath the weight of routine and the mundane tasks of everyday life. But every time Luna received a text or call, every time she smiled at her screen or hurriedly put her phone away, that nagging feeling of doubt twisted my insides. One evening, as the sun's last rays painted the sky in hues of gold and purple, Luna mentioned she had to meet a colleague for some urgent work discussions. She kissed me on the cheek, her scent lingering in the room, a mix of roses and the vanilla perfume she always wore. Hours ticked by. The house, usually filled with the melody of our laughter, felt unusually silent. My heart raced with a mix of curiosity and fear. What if the letter was right? The thoughts consumed me urging me to dig deeper. I began in our bedroom, looking for something, anything, that might either confirm or dispel my worst fears. As I was rummaging through Luna's bedside drawer, a metallic glint caught my eye. Pushing aside some papers, I found a sleek black phone I'd never seen before. The phone was unlocked. Its home screen displayed a single messaging app, 
Hesitating for only a moment, I clicked on it. The most recent chat was labeled Shadow. Taking a deep breath, I began to read. Can't wait to see you again, it began. We have to be cautious. He might be getting suspicious. Another message read. My heart sank as I continued to scroll, each message a sharp dagger to my heart. There were dates, times, coded words, all suggesting secret rendezvous points and meetups. Each message was like a window into a world I had been blind to, a parallel universe where Luna wasn't mine. The room felt like it was closing in on me. The weight of the betrayal, so evident in those texts, bore down on me. My Luna, my love, was living a double life. The taste of bile rose in my throat. Determined to find out more, I searched for any details about Shadow. But as if they were cautious, there were no pictures, no calls, just texts. Texts that painted a story of deceit. The reality hit me hard. My world, which was once filled with trust and love, now seemed to be crashing down. But I wasn't ready to confront her just yet, not without solid evidence. I needed to know more, and as the evening wore on, my determination grew. The mystery of whistle and shadow was only beginning to unravel. The days that followed were a blur, filled with veiled glances, forced conversations, and sleepless nights. The secret phone and its revelations played on a continuous loop in my mind, a torturous reminder of Luna's betrayal. Each day, I found it harder to look into her eyes without feeling the sting of those concealed messages. One cool morning, as I was engrossed in my work, my phone buzzed with an incoming call. The screen displayed Dr. Smithson's clinic. I frowned, trying to recall any recent visits or checkups, but drew a blank. Hello, is this Mr. Sam? A professional voice inquired from the other end. Yes, speaking. Good morning, Mr. Sam. We're calling from Dr. Smithson's clinic. We have some test results for Mrs. Luna. She had listed you as an emergency contact. Should we forward them to you? Puzzled, I replied. Yes, please send them over. Within minutes, an email notification pinged. I quickly opened it, scanning through the clinical jargon. Halfway down the page, my heart skipped a beat. The words stood out, clear and damning. Positive, incurable STD. I felt like the ground had been pulled from beneath my feet. The implications were immediate and shattering. This wasn't just about secret meetings or texts anymore. This was a tangible, grim reality. How long had this been going on? Was I at risk? The weight of Luna's betrayal felt even more profound. For a moment, anger consumed me. The urge to confront Luna was overwhelming, but I held back, realizing that I needed to approach this cautiously. I had to understand the full scope of Luna's secrets before bringing them into the open. There were too many unknowns. The identity of Whistle, the full extent of her relationship with Shadow, and now this medical report. Feeling isolated and betrayed in a city as vast and impersonal as New York only added to my despair. The skyscrapers and crowded streets, which once felt so full of promise, now seemed cold and indifferent. Each day grew colder, a reflection of the increasing distance between Luna and me. The secret phone, the letter from Whistle, the news from Dr. Smithson, all of it formed a storm inside me. But there was one piece missing, the identity of Shadow. One evening, as I was working late in the study, Luna received a call. I watched as her face lit up in a way it hadn't for weeks. She whispered, thinking I couldn't hear. Tomorrow, Central Park, our usual spot. My heart raced. 
This was the opportunity I had been waiting for. It was time to unveil Shadow. The next day, the sky was overcast, setting an apt mood for my clandestine mission. I dressed in inconspicuous clothing and set out, ensuring I arrived at Central Park well before their planned meeting time. I positioned myself behind the thick foliage near Bethesda Terrace, a spot from where I could see without being seen. I watched as families laughed, children played, and street musicians filled the air with melodies. But all I could focus on was the impending arrival of Luna and her mysterious companion. Hours seemed to drag, until finally, I spotted her. Luna, looking radiant in a white dress, her hair dancing with the breeze. Not far behind her was a familiar figure, and as he emerged from the shadows, my heart sank. It was Alex, my best friend since college. The guy I'd shared countless memories with, confided my deepest secrets to, and considered a brother. They met with an intimacy that left no room for doubt. Laughing, whispering, their fingers entwined. I watched, heartbroken and betrayed, as they sat on a secluded bench, lost in their world. The sight of them, so close and comfortable, felt like a physical blow. The weight of the revelation hit me hard. The deceit wasn't just Luna's, it was Alex's as well. The two people I had trusted most had conspired against me, their actions casting a shadow over years of shared memories. As they got up to leave, I retreated further into the foliage, ensuring I wasn't spotted. Every ounce of my being wanted to confront them, but I knew the time wasn't right. I had to process this, to figure out my next move. I left Central Park with a heavy heart, the sounds of laughter and mirth around me, a stark contrast to the storm raging within. The game of secrets and lies had taken a turn I had never expected, and I knew I had to tread carefully as I navigated this treacherous path. The silence of our home was suffocating. With each tick of the clock, my resolve strengthened. It was time to confront Luna. I gathered the letter, the secret phone, and the medical report, laying them out on the living room table like pieces of a shattered puzzle. When Luna walked in, she paused, sensing the heavy atmosphere. Her eyes darted to the items on the table, and for a fleeting moment, I saw panic. Sam, she began, her voice shaky. What's all this? Taking a deep breath, I pointed to the letter. Do you recognize this, Luna? She glanced at it and then back at me, feigning confusion. No, why should I? I continued, my voice steely. This letter told me about Shadow. I didn't want to believe it. But then I found this. I gestured towards the secret phone. Her eyes widened and she took a step back. Sam, I don't know what you think you found, but you're overreacting. You're always so suspicious reading into things. Her words meant to deflect only fueled my anger. Luna, I snapped. I've read the messages. I've seen you with him with Alex. How could you? She hesitated, her face pale. Sam, it's not what you think. You're blowing things out of proportion. But I wasn't to be dissuaded. I held up the medical report. And this, Luna, how do you explain this? For a long moment, she just stared, the weight of her secrets pressing down on her. Finally, tears streaming down her face, she admitted, yes, I had an affair, but you drove me to it. You were always so busy, so absent. I felt lonely, Sam. Her attempt to shift the blame to me was a sharp slap across the face. How had we reached this point? Our love, once pure and untainted, 
was now buried under layers of deceit and hurt. I replied, my voice breaking. Luna, whatever issues we had, they didn't warrant this betrayal. Not like this. She sobbed. I'm sorry, Sam. I never meant for any of this to happen. The room grew colder, the distance between us seeming insurmountable. The pain of the revelations, the magnitude of the betrayal, left us both broken and lost. The future of our relationship hung in the balance, its foundation shaken to its core. I texted Alex, asking him to meet me at a cafe we both knew well, situated with a clear view of the Statue of Liberty. It was a place where we had made many memories, celebrated milestones, and poured our hearts out to each other. It felt oddly appropriate to confront him there. The atmosphere in New York was thick with tension as I made my way to the cafe near the Statue of Liberty. Memories of shared laughs, secrets, and milestones with Alex in this very spot amplified the bitterness of his betrayal. Upon entering the cafe, I immediately spotted Alex, seated nervously at our usual spot. His guilt was evident, but so was a hint of defiance. Without waiting for formalities, I stormed over, my voice dripping with anger. How could you, Alex? He looked up, startled, but quickly regained composure. Sam, sit. Let's talk about this. Talk? You think talking can fix what you've done? I ceded. Attempting to de-escalate, Alex began. I know I mess it up, but... Unable to contain my anger, I lunged at him, grabbing him by the collar and pulling him to his feet. The cafe erupted in gasps and murmurs. You betrayed me with my wife! I yelled. Alex struggled, pushing me off. Sam, stop it! He shouted back, his face red with a mix of embarrassment and anger. We grappled, knocking over chairs and tables, causing a scene. Patrons scrambled out of our way, some shouting for us to stop, others pulling out their phones to record the altercation. After what felt like an eternity, a couple of cafe staff members and bystanders managed to pull us apart. We were both panting, disheveled, with anger still burning in our eyes. Alex, his voice shaky, muttered, Sam, I'm sorry. I never meant for things to get this far. I looked at him, my best friend, now the source of my deepest pain. Stay away from me and Luna, I spat out, my voice cold. Turning my back to him and the shocked onlookers, I left the cafe. In the solitude of our home, surrounded by the memories Luna and I had built, the idea began to form. Every whispered secret, every stolen glance between Luna and Alex, it needed to be exposed. Not just for me, but for everyone to see the true faces behind the masks they wore. The plan needed to be straightforward, simple, yet impactful. I decided to make use of something everyone uses daily, social media. Gathering the evidence, the letter, the screenshots from the phone, and the medical report snippet, I made a single concise post detailing the betrayal. With a heavy heart, I typed, Sometimes the ones closest to you hurt you the most. Underneath this caption, I attached the pieces of evidence, ensuring they were clear enough for anyone to understand, but without revealing anything too personal or confidential. Before hitting post, I hesitated, taking a deep breath. This was a point of no return, but it felt necessary, not just for me, but for others to see the truth. Within minutes of uploading, the notifications started pouring in. Shocked reactions, comments, messages of support, and those seeking clarity. Luna's phone would be buzzing with the same notifications since we had many mutual friends and family on the platform. 
Alex, who wasn't much of a social media enthusiast, would soon hear about it from friends or co-workers, if not from the storm on the internet. The fallout was immediate. Luna called repeatedly, her voice messages ranging from anger to sorrow. Alex texted, We need to talk, but I wasn't ready. Not yet. The choice to expose them this way was simple, but effective. The community's reaction was a mixed bag of sympathy for me and disappointment in Luna and Alex. As the days progressed, the storm slowly faded, but the scars remained, leading me to wonder about the next steps in this twisted journey. The following days were a hurricane of emotions. The house echoed with the weight of silence, interrupted occasionally by the pings of messages or calls. Luna had moved out temporarily, but her presence lingered in every corner. It was a sunny Tuesday when I heard the rumble of a car engine outside. Glancing out the window, I saw Alex's familiar car parked aggressively across my driveway, blocking me in. My heart raced. This wasn't like Alex. Even in our college days, he was always the calm, level-headed one. But of course, I'd also thought he was loyal. Without waiting for me, he stormed to the front door, banging loudly. I took a deep breath and opened it, ready to face the fallout. You had no right, Alex spat out before I could greet him. His face was red, eyes filled with a mix of guilt and anger. Every right, I replied, trying to maintain my composure. You both played with my life, and the world deserved to know. You ruined everything. His voice rose, attracting the attention of a few neighbors who peeked out from behind their curtains. Actually, you did, I shot back, refusing to be intimidated. He stepped closer, our faces inches apart. You think you've won by exposing us? Think again. Before I could respond, he turned on his heel and stormed back to his car. I watched as he drove away, the sound of screeching tires echoing in the distance. Confused and uneasy, I went back inside, but a sense of dread settled over me. Alex's words played on repeat in my head. What did he mean by think again? Hours turned into days and strange things began to happen. A mysterious scratch appeared on my car. My mailbox was found vandalized. Anonymous packages filled with unsettling items began to arrive. Every night I'd hear the distant sound of someone lurking outside. I'd rush to check, but no one was there. The paranoia grew. Was Alex behind all this, or was it my imagination? Then, the pinnacle of these events. I found a note slipped under my door one evening. Scribbled in angry handwriting, it read, You think you've seen the worst? Just wait. Fear began to replace my anger. I needed to be careful and watchful. As I pondered my next move, one thing became clear. This battle was far from over. Luna and Alex might have been exposed, but the war of emotions and pride raged on. The days after the threats were challenging, to say the least. Everywhere I went, it felt like I was being watched. Alex's face would frequently pop up in places I didn't expect, in the grocery store, at the local diner, even during my morning jog. Luna, on the other hand, had become a ghost, but her absence was felt more profoundly than any of Alex's appearances. It started with rumors, whispers behind my back at work about my mental stability. There were anonymous emails sent to my colleagues and superiors, painting me as unstable, suggesting I needed a leave of absence. My work performance was suddenly under scrutiny. Next came the bank notices, several huge transactions wiping out our joint accounts. Luna had taken almost everything, leaving me financially paralyzed. 
Isolated and struggling, I felt like the world was caving in on me. Friends began to distance themselves, likely influenced by Alex's or Luna's versions of the story. One afternoon, after another tense day at work, I found my house vandalized. Homewrecker was spray-painted in large, angry letters across the front. My heart sank. They were determined to break me in every possible way. Desperation led me to hire a private investigator. I needed evidence, not just to clear my name, but to turn the tables and regain some control over my life. Weeks went by, and just when I thought all hope was lost, the investigator came through. He'd captured video evidence of Alex buying spray paint from a store and later defacing my property. He'd also traced back the anonymous emails to a computer in Alex's home. With the evidence in hand, I took legal action. A restraining order against Alex was my first move, followed by a defamation lawsuit. The tides were beginning to turn, but the battle was far from over. Luna was still out there, and while I had managed to shield myself from Alex, the scars of their betrayal ran deep. The road to recovery and justice was only just beginning. Months passed since the legal proceedings began, and the city buzzed with the scandal. My once peaceful and predictable life had turned into a stormy drama, and every day was a fight to reclaim my truth. Luna had gone into hiding, but I knew it wouldn't be long before our paths cross it again. One chilly evening, I received a cryptic text from an unknown number. Meet me at the Brooklyn Bridge midnight. It ends tonight. My pulse quickened. It had to be Luna. This was the confrontation I had been both dreading and anticipating. Midnight found me at the bridge, the city lights shimmering in the distance and the water below reflecting the silver glow of the moon. The wind whispered secrets as I waited. Footsteps echoed. Luna emerged from the shadows, her silhouette framed by the cityscape. There was a vulnerability in her posture, so different from the defiant woman I once knew. Why here? I asked, my voice barely above a whisper. Because, Luna replied, her voice thick with emotion. This is where it all began, remember? Our first date, the promises, the dreams. I nodded, memories flooding back. I've lost everything, Sam, Luna continued, tears glistening in her eyes. Alex betrayed me too. He took the money and disappeared. I was just a pawn in his game. A bitter laugh escaped my lips. You expect me to believe that? Luna pulled out a stack of papers. Bank transactions, letters, evidence of Alex's deception. He played us both. Going through the documents, anger turned to shock. Alex had been the puppet master, weaving a web of lees and deceit, playing Luna and me against each other for his gain. I'm so sorry, Sam, Luna whispered, her voice breaking. I let my vulnerabilities be exploited. I should have trusted you, talked to you. The revelation was overwhelming. While Luna had made grave mistakes, Alex was the root of our misery. We need to find him, I said, determination seeping through, together. The next weeks were a whirlwind. With Luna's inside knowledge and the evidence she provided, we tracked down Alex's whereabouts. Law enforcement closed in, and soon, news broke that Alex had been captured in a remote European town, living luxuriously off the money he'd stolen. After uncovering the scale of Alex's deceit, the chilling truth was inescapable. He was far beyond our reach. Every avenue we tried to trace him down ended in frustration. The intricate network of offshore accounts, aliases, 
and an array of international contacts made it clear. Alex had been preparing for this escape for a long time. Luna was desperate to make amends. Sam, she implored one evening, as we sat in my dimly lit living room, I know I've wronged you in so many ways, but we can still start over. We can rebuild, together. I looked into her eyes, searching for the woman I had once loved with all my heart. But all I saw were the scars of betrayal, the echoes of choices made and the path taken. Luna, my voice broke. It's not that simple. Too much has happened. She reached out, placing a trembling hand over mine. I was fooled, manipulated, but my feelings for you were always real. We can get through this, can't we? I withdrew my hand slowly, the distance between us growing more profound than the physical space. You chose a path with Alex, Luna. You made that decision. And now, we're both paying for it. Tears streamed down her face. I thought he was offering a better life. I was so wrong. I've lost you, haven't I? I took a deep breath, the weight of the decision pressing heavily on my chest. I need to find a way to heal, Luna, and I can't do that with you by my side. The room was filled with a deafening silence, punctuated only by Luna's quiet sobs. The chasm of betrayal, lies, and broken trust lay vast and insurmountable between us. Luna rose slowly, her silhouette framed against the dim light. I hope you find peace, Sam, she whispered, her voice quivering with pain and regret. As she left, the finality of our fractured relationship settled in. The love story that had once been filled with promise and dreams was now just a haunting tale of trust broken and paths forever diverged. The bitter sting of betrayal lingered, a constant reminder that not all stories have a redemption arc.